Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, hosted by two entrepreneurs, Chris Beoso and Armando Pantoja. Tune in to learn more about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to episode number two to the Latin Wealth Podcast, hosted by myself, Chris, and Armando. Armando, how you doing today, man? How's your weekend? I'm fine, man. And you? Man, I'm blessed. Blessed. Doing well. Doing well. That's Uh, good. So before we we jump into today's topic, into what we're going to talk about today, we wanted to give you guys there's a few things that we wanted to talk about. Uh, number one, we're dropping episodes every single Friday of the week. I know on episode one, we were kind of like uh, going back and forth between bi-weekly, monthly and whatnot, but we decided that we're going to push out weekly content. So the episodes are going to drop every single Friday of the week. Also, make sure you guys follow us on our IG is the Latin, Latin Wealth um, on Instagram, just Latin Wealth. And then also share this episode with one of your friends or family members that needs to hear this information. We're going to talk about some really good stuff today, uh, and we're, we're super excited to get into it. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah, I'm excited, man. Yep, for sure. So with that being said, you know, something that we really wanted to talk about early on with the podcast um, is our mindset, right? Because without the right mindset going into investing, entrepreneurship, business, at nine times out of 10, it's just not going to work out if you do not have the correct mindset. So when people look at wealth, well, one of the things I wanted to establish first is, um, and, and Armando, I'd love to get your opinion on this is, you know, when people look at wealth, they see it as, um, you know, $10 million, rich, fame, and all this, you know, this, this stuff that may be unattainable. But I think we need to take a step back as a community and really decide what wealth even is like what what wealth is to you you know look yourself in the mirror and say you know what really is that to me yeah that's exactly right is that a lot of people ask a lot of people want to jump ahead in wealth building right they want to say uh show me the steps to make a million dollars or show me the steps to be wealthy but they skip the first part the first thing is that you have to have the proper mindset Mm-hmm. That's what people, the best what people for the first thing they skip, right? Is that like when I, if I want to start playing basketball, right? It's, I, I tell, I say somebody, hey man, I want you, I get a, you know, somebody that knows basketball, somebody's been into it for a while. I say, man, I want you to teach me how to play basketball, right? And I say, look, I want you to teach me how to dunk. And he's like, well, you can't, you can't learn how to dunk until you know how to dribble. How are you going to get to the rim? You mm-hmm. can't dribble until you understand the rules of, of you know, you, it takes a while to get to that final step. People want to jump right ahead. But even in basketball, even learning anything, you got to have a proper mindset. Right. You have to yeah. think, and you, know, you have to understand, first of all, I got to put in work. Second of all, mm-hmm. I have to change my mind to believe that I can do this, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't believe it, if I go out and y'all, I say, look, man, I'm going to train somebody how to play basketball. And they don't believe they can play. What's the point of even training? Mm-hmm. And that's what the mindset is, is that you change your mind so that you can you believe that wealth is attainable and wealth is, is plausible and wealth mm-hmm. is plentiful. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what you have. They, people have to believe and there's steps to doing it. And we talked about those earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and you did. but We haven't shared it with everybody else. We talked about the three steps. Right. You have to change. You have to change people that are around. you, mm-hmm. Right. You have to be, you have to have the right people around. You have to change your information inflow, the information you receive, mm-hmm. right? And that's about expanding what you do right now. You may spend all your time right now on like TikTok, 
on you on on Instagram, right? Some people monetize these things. That's okay, but I'm saying just looking up comedy stuff all right. day. You know, that's your information inflow. That's what's coming into. That's what what we do. How pe- humans work is that the people that are around us and the information we receive on a daily basis creates a model of what's real to us or what's plausible. And if you have people around you, they ain't making no money, not trying, you think it's hard to get. You said, well, I mean, everybody around me, you know, we all struggle. You know, we all see money is scarce. We don't want, you know, everybody. So maybe it is scarce. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe money is hard to get. Then, then pretty soon you build a model in your mind and money's hard to get. And how are you going to get it if you don't believe it? That's like me, back to that basketball analogy. Like, that's like me thinking it's impossible to dunk. It's impossible to play basketball. How can I possibly go out there and train to play something I believe is impossible to do? Right? Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, what we want to do on this episode, Armando already kind of mentioned the three points. Maybe we can go into it a little bit deeper. We want to dive into the three steps on how you can change your current situation today. Taking those steps towards wealth today. And again, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what does wealth mean to me? Because wealth can simply mean that you have extra time on your hand to hang out with your family and you have extra money on your hand to invest in the stock market or or start one of your your passion projects. If that's what wealth means to you, then by all means, you are empowered to feel like that. For some people like myself, I really value a peace of mind and I really value time. So as long as I'm working towards having that in my life, then that that's that's a that's a form of wealth, right? So for the first thing that you can do to help you get get you closer to your goals and wealth is again, it comes from a new life, comes from a new way of thinking. So changing your thinking and changing how you look at your circumstances will will help you out, right? So for me personally, uh, Armando even just mentioned it right now, but something I had to change was how I thought about money, you know, in the, the, the Latino community, the Latin community, we look at money as scarce, like what Amanda was saying, you know, we have to hoard it, right? We're, we're not free flowing with it. We just have to hold it, save it, and we just have to protect it. And it's almost like we put it on a pedestal, right? Exactly. And, and we, we're like, we're serving it. But this could really hold you back from reaching your full potential in business, investing, and entrepreneurship. So that, for me, that's something I had to change. I had to let go of my hands and say, look, this money, it's called currency for a reason. You know, it's supposed to flow like a current. So the more you put it out, the more you're giving it out, the more that you'll receive and it'll come back to you. Um, and, And we can't put money on a pedestal, but it really has to be a tool to get us to where we want to go. And that's a good point about money being on a pedestal, right? And then if we get biblical here, like I don't know mm-hmm. a lot of people's religious beliefs. I'm a, you know, I, I, I grew up in the church, so I do right. still have a lot of my thoughts to connect with that. There's a quote in the Bible. A lot of people misquote it. They say uh, the m- money is the root of all evil. That's what people say. But the Bible doesn't say that. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. The love of money, which is an emotional connection to the money. Like you said, putting money on a pedestal. That causes so many problems in our life. That causes the murders. That causes mm-hmm. the, the theft and all this, all the crimes and everything about money. Right. Is somebody loves money, right? And that we're, we're teaching the opposite. We're teaching you to go after the money, but don't love it. Don't have an emotional connection with it. You see it as what it is, a current, a currency a tool to get things, a fluid that helps us move things in our life. 
right? And then when you get to that point, you don't love it anymore. You don't hate it. You don't love it. You don't fear it. You see it as a tool. You can't, you can't have an emotional connection with money. No different. Than you can have an emotional connection with a hammer. Yep. You know, how, why would I love a hammer? I use a hammer to knock in nails. I don't, you know, I mean, I may need a hammer. I may like using a hammer, but I can't love a hammer, right? Because it's just used to knock in nails. Money is used to provide things in our life. It's just a tool like a hammer or like a wrench or like a screwdriver. We don't love those things. Why do we love money, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to break that connection. And that's one of the first steps to being uh, on that path to wealth building. Absolutely. And the second step that we came up with is information changes situation. Having the right information will help you change your current situation. If you look at and you study what the wealthy are doing, I've had I've had a ton of different conversations with wealthy people. Armando's been in this space for a long time. And if you look at what the wealthy people are doing, these people are constantly looking for new information, you know, reading books, listening exactly. to podcasts like the Latin Wealth Podcast, hiring and investing in mentors. These people are constantly looking for new information and they're constantly in the mindset of a student. What can I learn? What can I apply? You know, how can I approve myself? That's true. And uh, that, and that's what that's what we talk about. It's a, it's a concept called information flow when it applies to investing, it applies to money and wealth building, right? The problem with it, in, the thing about it, in, uh, let's say the information flow, right? That means that, that a lot of times people say, how do rich people get in on these deals before all of us even figure it out? Mm. Real estate, cryptocurrency was a big one, uh, you know, investing. By the time we get it, it's only, it's only, by the time it gets down to the poor people, that means that it's over. Now, how does that happen? Well, it's because of what's called information flow. And this is how it happens. I'm going to tell you how. Is that whenever there's a hot investment, that all, a lot of the big time analysts have already put salt in this hot. They already know. The banks understand this. Now, you know what the banks do? And this happened two, three years ago with crypto. The banks will tell the banks who have most of the information, the banks, institutions, elite, they have the highest level of information and in investing in, in real estate. What they do is that they figure this stuff out way early, right? So now the banks have information. Like, for example, banks understand Bitcoin's going to 100,000. It's at 3,000 right now, like it was in 2020. Right. So the analysts get onto it. They figure it out. Right. The first thing they do is they alert their high net in, net individuals. Right. That's the first thing to do, because think about it. Like, let's say, for example, I got information that can make somebody some money. I'm not going to tell the average dude working it coming into mm -hmm. the bank. If people for people that don't know, there's levels of bank accounts. Right. Does you got high? They got high net net worth individual accounts. Then you got like middle net worth individual accounts. Then you got regular people who's walking into the bank going to the teller. Rich people don't walk up to the teller. They got private. Uh, they got private tellers. You see them. So people don't even understand that. So mm. they got private workers for them. Right. People that call you and tell you about this stuff. So they get they get this information. Maybe they, let's say for example, Bitcoin's going to hundred. So now they're telling these people first. Because they want to retain these people. It happened back with the PPP loans too. They got the money first before mm -hmm. everybody else got it. People were angry about it. They had to do a second release of it because people right. were so mad because only rich people got it. That's why the rich people got it first. It's because the banks will service them first, make sure they're happy because they got all the money. Right now, the rich, very rich have the information. Now, who do you think gets it next? They go to their country clubs. They go to their networks. They tell their friends, right? So then their friends tell people. To, it, it goes down from the very rich all the way to the poor. But this is a long process, right? So by the time the poor get it, it's a year and a half, two years later, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's, and people say, that's what, how does my net worth 
increase my, how does my network increase my net worth? That's the reason, that's why. Because if you're way down here and the rich are getting measured, you're just waiting for it to flood on you and never get it fast enough. That's why you got to move your, your circle up to up mm-hmm. higher. Because just by being around those people, you pick up stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear stuff. You understand how money's working. You understand the tips that are coming in early. You understand, look, all these rich people are investing in Bitcoin. Why? Then you hear them talk about it. Then you get into it. That, they don't, people think, get that confused. They think your network, network, network are just going to hand you money. Mm-hmm. Like you're going you're gonna to be the fifth part, four millionaires. You join the group. Now you're rich because they're just giving you money. Don't, that, you don't want, the money is the least important part. You want the mm-hmm. information. You want that information. You want to be, you want access to a higher level of information than anybody else. And just by being around them, you just hear it. It's not mm-hmm. even like you have to ask them. They're just talking. Yeah, I just invested this. Yeah, I invested in this real estate complex. Yeah, I'm thinking about this. You just hear it from being around them. And now you understand two things, right? You get the information first. Second of all, you know, like we talked about earlier, your concept of reality. It's different. Now you see all these people making millions, 100,000, 100,000, a millionaire. You say, well, it's not that hard. This dude just did X, Y, Z. Now he made a million dollars in a month. Mm. So I can do that. He didn't even do nothing. All he did is Mm. this, 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 and other. I got those talents. I got those skills. I can do that also. Mm. Right? And now your your, your model in your head has changed. It's Mm. a whole different model. And now you're able to understand that it's, it's a lot easier, that money's not scarce, and it's a lot easier to obtain. Mm, love that. Now, you, you kind of touched on your environment is everything, but before we jump into that, man, I'm curious, talk to us about a time in your life that you attained some information and it really changed your life, it changed your situation, maybe it changed your perspective on where you were going in life. Talk to us about a time that it happened to you. I'll tell you a, a time that one of the most... Uh, One of the most fundamental changes in my mindset happened uh, around 2017, right? It wasn't that long ago, actually, about four four years. I was already on the path to wealth, but when you get on this path, there's there's different moments in your life. It's not just one day your mind changes. It's like you Mm -hmm. accept this. You accept money's not scarce. You accept this. And the the last like epiphany, I should call it, that came over me was the last thing that I had to get over was money's not scarce. Like I understood, my, I understood all the other concepts. You know, get around pod nets when get get around high net worth individuals. X this, do this, do that. But that was the last, I guess, obstacle that my mind had to overcome. And in 2017, that was the the second Bitcoin boom, right? Second crypto boom. And I didn't have no money, so you know, I, I just come out of a you know a company that did very very bad. You know, I had to close it down. I didn't technically go bankrupt, but I, I was down like 150,000 from bad loans or whatever. I paid it off, so I didn't go bankrupt. I call it going bankrupt, but I actually paid those loans off. But uh, I will refer to it as going bankrupt. It's a lot easier to say bankrupt trying to explain all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the company uh, end up I end up closing the company 2015, right? End up going 100,000, 150,000 dollars in debt. So I was slowly paying it off. I had a I had a nine to five, and I had a teaching job at night at a college while I was teaching software uh, software engineering. And I, I would do that every day, right? Do I, 10 hours a day, 15 hours a day working every single day, right? I have four, no, it was like 12 hours. I had eight hours at work. I had four hours at night teaching every night. I did that for two years. So 15, 16, 17, that's what all I did, right? Didn't see my family, did, did hang out to pay those debts off. So 2017 comes up, Bitcoin is, is booming again. So I, I, I experienced the previous boom in 2013. So I'm like, man, uh, I think this is, gonna, you know, I, I got a profit of this, but I don't have any money. 
right? Mm. So I bought a few Ethereum, but I didn't have a lot of money to invest, a few thousand or something. So I said, well, how else can I do it? Well, I got my skills, I got my talent. How can I figure out a way I could profit from it? So I got a business partner. He invested a tiny bit of money, a few thousand. We created a website called ICO Rank, right? Our website, what it did is it, it was an algorithm which judged uh, how, how good uh, you know, a cryptocurrency that was just released was going to do it when it came into the market, mm. right? And so with that algorithm, right? So six months, we start making a good amount of money. 56, you know, we made good money on it, right? 56,000 in advertising revenue on that site. So you, if a site grew up pretty fast, right? We're getting a million, two million visitors a month. And, uh, and advertising fees were through the roof. We were getting a lot of revenue from advertising only, right? We had to get a bigger service or whatever. But then you know, publicly, all these companies start approaching us before we start. A lot of companies approached us about buying it, right? So six months in, a company approaches us and says, look, they want to pay us 300000 for it. Now I got a business partner, so I'm going to get half. Well, I remember at the time I owed about, I paid a little bit off, I owed about 100000 in business debt and probably seventy five in student loans. So I was thinking, man, if I get that money, you know, three, they're going to pay us 300000 I could pay all that debt off. Mm-hmm. At least I'd be at zero. I can, you know, I, I don't have to work these extra jobs and stuff. So I told him, let's go ahead and buy, let's go ahead and sell. He said, nah, man, let's don't do this. And the, the thing about my business partner is he came from a higher net worth family. His father was a lawyer. He already, he was a little older than me. He experienced all this stuff before me. He didn't see money as scarce at all. He He's constantly telling me about that money's everywhere, money's everywhere, but it never hit me into this situation. Mm-hmm. So 300,000, we rejected it. Next, mm-hmm. we came in 500,000. He's, I said, man, I can get 250. Man, that'll, that'll not only pay that debt off, it'll pay a good amount of my house off. Mm. Man, man, let's take it. He said, no, we're not going to take this, Armando. Trust me on this. This this website is worth a lot of money. We just mm. have to, we just got, you know, okay, so I'm going to listen to him, right? Next time comes along, $800,000 on offer. I'm like, oh, man, man, that's 400000 <laughs> You know, I pay taxes on that, a capital gain, and it's only like, I'll keep 300 and some thousand. Man, that'll, that'll pay off my house, pay off the debt, everything. He's like, no, nah, Armando, wait, trust me on this. So we waited mm-hmm. around a couple of months passed. So I'm, oh man, we messed up, man. We should have took that $800,000 offer. Oh man, whatever. Then all of a sudden a publicly traded company out of Canada writes us and says they want to give us, uh, I think like 1.8 or something. And we, mm-hmm. and then, so he said, look, this is what offer we wanted. I'm going to negotiate with him. Me and you are both going to negotiate with him. And we talked to him we got him up to two and a quarter million. Right? Wow, we ended up man. selling it for that. Now, that situation would have never happened if, because for me, I would have took the first offer. If I was by mm-hmm. myself, I would have taken the first offer and ran. I would have thought that was a good deal. You mm-hmm. know, but he waited. He, he knew money was, he knew these companies had a lot of money to spend. He knew they did. So mm-hmm. he, he got, got me to wait and wait and wait till finally we got our big pay. That was the most money I ever got. You know, the next two, three, three, three or three weeks later, I had, a, you know, one point, I think two million, one point one million in my account transfer right to my account. And that was, you know, that was the start of me getting to where I'm at today. You know, after I, I got all that debt paid off, everything I paid off, I used, I invested a lot of the money. Four years later, I'm waiting, you know, I'm, I'm like, I, I've quadrupled that money, right? Mm. Maybe more if I, I've calculated everything up yet. But that one instance of him showing me that money was not scarce, that after that happened, and people said, well, you got a million dollars. That's why you got to where you are. No, the million dollars wasn't even worth that. You know, I got t- mm. taxed it. I paid off a lot. Of debt. I only ended up with about three, four hundred thousand after everything was said, you know, said and done. After I paid off all my debt, after I caught up all my bills, mm. after I, you know, paid the tax, I know about three, four hundred thousand. I invested that, but the, that wasn't the, the important part of that. It was the mm. important part was that, that that's when I finally, truly understood that money was not scarce. Mm. 
My entire mindset, I stopped being cheap after that. I started mm-hmm. looking for the big bucks, stopped worrying about the pennies. I stopped focusing on the small amounts of money, like a lot of people do. They spend all that time cutting down the Starbucks, cutting down this, mm-hmm. watching every penny, when they could put their mind to higher uses of more mm-hmm. money. And that's what I learned, right? I let mm-hmm. small money go. You know, a little dollar here, dollar, it don't matter because I'm going for 10, 20,000 today. Right, you see right. what I'm saying? And that changed my mind and got me to where I'm at today. That one, uh, for, it was like a six month, uh, I guess, uh, story, I guess the six month uh, story, I guess. But that changed my mind and that's where I'm at today. No, I love that. What you, what you were saying about, you know, oh, I need to cut down on Starbucks. I need to cut down on this, that, um, you know, I think we should definitely shift our mindset to, how can I make more money today? How can I afford that's the, that? That's the key. That's the key because once you have that mindset, once you start thinking like that and you ask those type of questions, then your mind opens up to, okay, what, what are the possibilities? What, what, what can I do? If you are saying like, oh, I can't afford that. It, it's too expensive. You're shutting your mind down to those any type of answers and opportunities for you. But by you saying, okay, what can I do today? Or, you know, I'm shooting after $10,000 today. You're opening, opening up your mind to more opportunities for you, for sure. And so you got that information um, by being in the right environment and being in the right circle. Exactly. That's the, thir- the third and final point that the people you surround yourself by can literally make you or break you, can make or break your business, can make or break everything for you by you just being around the right people. And that's something that I learned very, very, very early on when I lived up in uh, Sacramento. I grew up in Sacramento, California. And I realized early on, like, look, I see what everybody else is doing. And this is not the life that I want to live. This is not what I want to be around. So I made the decision, like when I was 19, to move from Northern California to Southern California and to change my situation, change the people that I was around, my environment. Um, and I always say, like, even though that was the most fearful thing I had to do in my life, it was the best decision I've ever made in my life because I got around a new environment. I got around different people that thought a different way, and I ended up meeting my wife. So that's that's the plus. That's good. That's a blessing, <laughs> but, man. Uh, yeah. So I mean, talk about your environment. I mean, talk about you. You spoke about it. We've been speaking about it throughout the po- podcast, but let us know about a time in your life where you had to to shift out of your environment and get into, or maybe you were trying to get into another uh, circle to, the, to get to that next level. Talk about, you know, what you had to do to change your, your environment. So uh, one of the biggest ways I've changed my environment, uh, like to, as you, as you go forward and what, you know, wealth building, you, you're naturally going to change your circle of friends. Right. Right. And the thing, and I'm going to tell you from the beginning, right? And I'm going to tell you for a lot of the young people that are listening, I'm going to tell you this right now. A lot of the, the things in high school, we got some high schoolers that listen to me. And that's very, I'm, I'm very proud of that because they get in early enough. Yeah. And that, that's the thing about it, man, is that one of the keys is that you get, you start early as you can, man, because that gives you the chance to make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives you the chance to learn and grow and change based on those mistakes, right? But the, the earlier you go, the, the, you know, the earlier you start this wealth, but the easier it is in the long mm-hmm. term, right? Because you got time on your side. You can make mistakes and recover from them. You got, you know, you got a lot of time to become an expert early. It, Malcolm Gladwell has a book called Outliers. That's one of my mm-hmm. more, you know, favorite books. It talks about, he says that you need 10,000 hours in a subject, in a discipline to become an expert. 
Now, if you're 20 years old, you'll be an expert by the time you're 27, 28. And you got a lot of life left, right? You got a lot of life left. I, I don't but, want you to I don't want you to skip over that. Not to, not to cut you off. You said 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. 10,000. Man, if you guys really think about it, that's a long time. You know, you got to have a lot of patience to do that. You know, we live in a society now where we want everything like a microwave, 30 seconds, it one minute. Like that. And it takes time to build the wealth. You know what I'm saying? So not to cut you off, but I didn't want you to brush over that. You know, 10,000 hours. Yeah, and I just want to, like a lot of those young people, I just want to say is that when you're young in high school, when you're in college, and it, this is the thing you got to understand, even early in life in your 20s, 25, you know, before, you know, you get reached 25, whatever, a lot of the people you think are quote unquote cool, a lot of people you think are happening, a lot of people you think are probably going to be successful, it probably is not going to work out. Because the, what makes you cool in college, what makes you cool in high school is the is basically going out at, you know, partying and stuff like that. Mm. And those type of people with those mindsets, nine times out of 10 don't ever do anything in life because they continue with that mindset throughout the rest of their life. The people that you look around in high school and college, the people that are studying, the people that are learning in these, you know, try, you can actively see them trying to, you know, trying to increase their knowledge. Those are the people you got to be around. If it's cool or not, it don't matter because those people are going to help you grow. And then I, I promise you, those people will be cool one day the same people that you're looking at in high school, you think, oh, man, this dude, he's in the computer club, he's playing chess, he's in the investment club. Yeah, you know, he's not cool. That dude is the dude that's going to be something one day. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying make all your friends like that, but you include those people in your groups. You include them in there. You make friends, regardless of what everybody says, because those people are the ones that are going to be something one day. They're going to be rich one day. They're going to be wealthy. They're going to be powerful people one day. Not the people you see the dude is partying, having fun. Like one of the most popular guys in my high school. I'm not going to say any names. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was uh, he was voted uh, most likely to be successful in all this stuff. And he's he, he his it's the exact opposite happened, and, you know. But it's because in high school and college you see these people, and you think, hey man, these people are going to be successful because they're liked, mm -hmm. they're 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 cool, they're, they're happening right now, and that's not what happens, man. So you got to look at the people, especially when you're young, that are doing these things right now, you know, that are in the study, that are in the right. Uh, the right, uh, the right uh, majors mm -hmm. that are doing extra past that major. Like, for example, I could be a computer science major, but I'm in an investment club. So that's the kind of thing. And you see somebody trying to diversify their knowledge early, right? And that's another point about college students is that a lot of times people will go to college or go to high school and they'll focus on one career and then they'll put all of their, 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 their power or all their energy into this one career. One career won't get you nowhere. You got to diversify out. You know, if I'm a, I, was, I went to school for computer science, right? Mm -hmm. and, I, and that's not, I don't stick to that. I got into crypto, finance. Crypto is kind of adjacent, though. I got into finance. I got into real estate. I'm thinking, I, I thought about all that stuff early, right? And that's what we got to do is that we got to, like we talked about, back to the, one of the original points, we got to increase that information flow constantly. Be willing to open your mind to other stuff. Mm -hmm. Be willing to look at other stuff. Be willing to listen to other people's opinion. That's another thing is that you got to have an open mind in all things. And that includes even political points, right? If I want to, like I always tell people, I wouldn't mind, I don't mind sitting down with somebody who has the opposite political uh, views that I do because those people have different perspectives. Right. Those people have different ways of looking at stuff. And you can use that to understand markets. You can use that to understand how people are. You have to have a full understanding of a lot of different people to be able to be wealthy. You have to understand how they think because they may be your customers one day. You have to understand what their goals are because they may be the ones that are paying your fees one day. You got to understand what, what do they want in life? 
What are they going for? Because you may be able to use that information to create a product or service later, right? Absolutely, love that. So to bring it back, and we're gonna to start to wrap this thing up pretty soon. Um, how you can change your current situation, man, we dove into it. You gotta change your thinking, number one. Number two, you have to change the type of information you're receiving. And number three, your environment is everything, all right? So we live in a time where, you know, the, the Latin community, we didn't have access to some of these things and some of these things were maybe unattainable, but we're living in a time now where there's really no excuse. There is no excuse. There's no excuse. There, there's people like us that are that are making it happen and we want to turn around and we want to share the information back with you guys. So um, there's information everywhere. Um, you know, Armando and I, the crazy thing about this is Armando and I, we've known each other for over a year now. We've never met in person. <laughs> we know? will soon though. <laughs> we will soon. But what I'm saying is like your environment is everything. Like you want to get around the right people. You want to get around people that are like-minded and the internet, social media will give you the ability to do that. So there's really no excuse nowadays. No excuse anymore. Yep. Yep. So with that being said, Armando, did you have anything else for episode two of the Latin Wealth podcast? I don't have anything else to add. I, I'm hoping you guys take this stuff to mind yeah. and apply some of this stuff in your life. I mean, a lot of times people will just get on these podcasts. They'll just listen. But you have listen. to, when you hear these things, and you know, you may not even agree with all of it, but it's something in here that you agree with. One, one mm -hmm. or two things. Take this information and apply it to your life immediately. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for example, you under you agree with the information flow problem, you know, inf uh, information flow concept. And and you say, well, I want to get around more people. Well, take the initial effort today to do that. Mm -hmm. Look up, yeah. go to a meetup right now. It's easy to do. Like I said, we live in a, a very, very advanced digital age. You could do it tonight. Go to meetup.com. Look up some meetups in your area about investing, about Bitcoin, whatever you want. It could be of a real estate, whatever, and start attending those meetings and increase your net worth. People say, how do I increase my net network? That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. That's, you could go online. There's all these meetups around you, especially in larger cities. There's all these different things you could do. That's, you, can, you can meet up with these, just continuously go to these meetings. Eventually, I promise you, you'll draw a circle of friends out of there. Just with yeah, enough yeah. time, just show up, show your face enough time. Somebody, people will approach you. You approach them. Now you got to. Now you increasing your network to be more attained, more attuned to your goals, right? right. So it's it's easy to do now. It's easy to do. It was hard when I was coming up. It's very easy. It's no really excuse for it anymore. Absolutely, and that's that's all we're trying to do. Is like you know, like we've been saying, Armando's been around wealth. You know, I've been around a lot of entrepreneurs. All we're trying to do is trying to take the information that we've learned and that we know and just give it to you guys. And like Armando said, we're not here for entertainment. We're here for you guys to actually apply the information that we're giving you guys. So uh, with that being said, share this episode with one other person that needs to hear this, maybe a friend, maybe a family member, a sister, brother, and go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Latin Wealth on Instagram. That's at Latin Wealth. Uh, we'll be giving you guys updates and more information on there. And Armando, if you don't got anything else, uh, we can close this thing out. All right. Yeah, it sounds good. Yep. Yep. Catch you guys next week. Peace. Have a nice day, guys. <laughs>